I mentioned it on the podcast. But I think we should keep that in because then people will be like, what aren't they mentioning on the podcast? Hey, guys, you're hey. listening to You've Never Heard This. Oh, now I'm nervous. Oh, you're not uh, nervous. You're Kirk. <laughs> and I'm Alan. Yeah. You've never heard this. No. So. You never have. Well, hopefully you have. Hopefully you've been with us. Yeah. How you doing? No, I'm shaking, but okay. Oh, Trying to get back into the Kirk, okay. Kirk it's okay. groove here. It's okay. So we weren't going to mention it on the podcast, but now you guys are wondering. We had our usual like tri-monthly technical difficulties. Yeah, but, very weird. But we're good now. Very weird. I'm still watching our our levels here a little Just bit. Just you know, sprinkling the the jankiness throughout the year. Right. Keep us humble. <laughs> <laughs> Well, aside from shaking and nervous, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing really well. So I could tell everybody I just got over the COVID myself. Yeah. I'm now part of the COVID club. Mm-hmm. Wasn't sure we were going to record tonight because I didn't know, but it was uh, Omicron, I'm assuming. Yeah. Because you were from, only sick for like 24 hours. <laughs> I was say, from what they're saying about the uh, symptoms being a little different with Omicron, it's what it seems like yeah. I probably had. He, he yep. sounds still a little stuffed a up little a little bit. A little bit, just a little kind of like uh, stuffy, just just a tiny bit. But you're with us. But I mean, beyond that, God, that's all I really had. You're still in the land of the living. Yeah, I wasn't really all that sick. It was fairly mild. Good. Which was good, yeah. Yeah, that's I was what I like. worried that I was going to be in for, uh, you know, a tough two weeks. Yeah. But no. Uh, well, so back at it. You're you're up and at him and healthy enough to drink some beer. Heck yeah. What do you got? I've got uh, supplied by Dwayne. Uh, hands in the str- right. Oh no, islands. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Snikes. <laughs> islands in the stream. Can condition saison, which is the uh, uh, duet. So. It's a collaboration yes. between Von Iber and Breakside Brewing, and I am drinking Islands in the Stream. It's a can-conditioned saison. Uh, it's a duet. I, we're, we're having a duet. We're having a duet beer. Uh, it's famous, famously recorded by Kenny Rogers yes. and Dolly Parton. And uh, it's pretty good. I haven't had a saison in a while. Good. So, Actually, that's not true. I had a saison at uh, Dwayne's 50th. Oh, because sure. Vonnie Bear was there, and yes, they were they sampling were. out a lot of the bios. So, so it's episode seventy-nine, guys, which means it's a mutual pick. Yes, um, spoilers, guys. Um, I got some dates mixed up, and we—I almost said booked like they're famous, but uh, <laughs> they're famous to us. Uh, we we have a guest coming on the next time we record, and I accidentally told him those were the mutual and listener pick episodes. So you guys are getting a whole four weeks worth of listeners and listener picks and mutual picks because uh, I didn't feel like changing. Uh, and it's our damn podcast and we can do what yeah, we want. Absolutely. Uh, so um, guest, I don't, I don't want to spoil who the guest is. Uh, the guest does listen, so you're finding out that news right now. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't told you yet. Well, that should be some fun yeah. episodes. Yep. So this week we've got. Ooh, oh, I've been waiting to talk about. Yeah, these this guys. is a, this is a big one for me. Yes, this is a band that I have seen in concert more than any yes. other band. Yep, I'm right there with you. I've seen them three, four times, I think. So not I, not a lot compared to you know people I know who have seen Tool like oh, twenty right, times, right, yeah. but. 
Um, yeah, uh, we're I haven't talk- seen them recently, uh, but yeah, back in like what mid two thousands, late two thousands, I saw them a lot. Saw them maybe two thousand eighteen or nineteen, right after they released um, "Black Mile to the Surface." Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, no. we're not talking about that album though. No, we're not. We are talking about Manchester Orchestra's "Mean Everything to Nothing," and yes, we, we have heard both this. Heard this. One and a two and a one, two, three, four. Hey man, there's this band I love and I know you love them too. But you're just shaking your head like you haven't got a clue. What are we gonna do about it? I've got an idea. Start a podcast and talk about it while sipping on a beer. You've never heard this. You've never heard this. You've never heard this. You've never heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't forget it that lot. time. Yes. Oh yes. 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 Holy this is cow. this is one of the uh, rare bands that has heavier sound that uh, my wife and I can listen to together. Oh, okay. She loves Manchester they're, Orchestra. They're, and their sound, like especially this album and the first album, was heavier. They mellowed, I feel. They really did. I was next... so torn. I texted you. I was like, mean everything to nothing uh-huh. or simple math? Because simple math came out right after this one and yes. the sound was just so much more mellow yes still you know they still rocked on it but uh but this one was the first one that i got really attached to yes this so. one and i love the first one too but oh me yeah. too yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yep so uh manchester manchester orchestra it was formed in 2004 in atlanta georgia yes. current members are andy hall who is the lead singer, rhythm guitarist, um, primary songwriter, Robert McDowell, who is the lead guitarist, Andy Prince on bass, and Tim Vary on the drums. Uh, their original drummer, Jeremiah Edmond, left right after this album in 2010 to focus on his family and running the band's label, Favorite Gentleman. John Corley, who was their original bassist, left in 2013, and Chris Freeman, who was their keyboardist and did some percussion too, uh, left in 2016. Um, so kind of the origin story of the band, Andy Hull um, is the, well, he'll sing about it. He's the son and the grandson of yes, a pastor. He He's feeling uh, alienated at his small Christian high school, and he spent his senior year studying at home. He wrote his first full-length album and recorded it during that time. Um, and I'm not sure. It, uh, Wikipedia didn't say uh, if Manchester Orchestra's technical first album uh, called Nobody Sings Anymore oh, that, yeah, yeah. was the one that he wrote during his senior year. Oh. But uh, they never released that album because the sound and the direction of the band shifted yes. You know, in between writing, recording that, and then you know, um, probably, I would imagine, a lot of touring. Um, so their first actual album was uh, like a virgin losing a child, yes, that's, and that's, uh, that's a good so one too. good. There it is. We said uh, it first time. <laughs> so good. Uh, but this album, "Mean Everything to Nothing," was released on April twenty first, two thousand nine, on the band's label, Favorite Gentlemen. 
produced by Joe Chicarelli. Wow. Yeah, what another a, another prolific, prolific wow. uh, yeah. producer. Oingo, Oingo Boingo. Boingo. <laughs> I have been listening to so much Oingo Boingo really? lately, nice. especially Dead Man's Party. Like, oh, oh, that's a good one. Great album. Yes. Um, not so much Only a Lad. Uh, <laughs> sure. I know it's written from the perspective of yeah. a scuzz bag, but Little, <laughs> little Girls uh, weirds me out. It's a weird song. Uh, it's very catchy which helps uh, it be super weird because you get it stuck in your head. Anyway, we're not talking about Oingo Boingo. Or the shins. Or the or shins. My jacket, or, or the Frank strokes. Zappa. Or Morrissey. Or the white stripes. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was also produced by Dan Hannon. He also played a little bit of instrumentation on the album. Uh, so right I, right I, away, Great Captain under his belt, which is Andy Hull's to... solo project. Uh, Paris Jackson who's Michael Jackson's daughter, if you didn't know, and then uh, someone named Aaron Schust. Uh, but it seems like uh, that's all I could find on uh, on his projects. I was looking. He looks <laughs> like he works with Manchester yes. almost every album yeah. as like a co-producer mm-hmm. or a or some capacity. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, man, I'm really excited. And, of course, there's Bad Books that Andy oh, yeah, Hull yeah. has with Kevin Devine, which we, we did. A, we did an album or an episode on With on my that. wonderful, wonderful ex-wife. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so this is this album's from two thousand nine. That was uh, right in that like sweet spot of music for me. Yeah, same. <laughs> yep. Um, I the first time I saw them live, actually, I had never heard them before. Oh, um, yeah, I think I, think, I told I think I told the story yeah, on the I was podcast. Say, I think we've talked about this. They were before. opening for Brand New. Yes, that's right. Yep. Oh, well, that would have been a good show. Oh, it would have been a good show if it had actually uh, happened, but uh, <laughs> it got canceled. So. Oh, that's right. Yep. That's right. Yeah, no, yeah. I remember. So, uh, the one other kind of interesting thing about the band is they scored the movie Swiss Army Man. Uh, just two of the uh, the members, just Robert McDowell well, okay, and yeah, Andy but, Hall. Sure. But uh, yeah, but yes. uh, that's a movie I never finished. It's uh, it's an odd one. Yep. With uh, what's his name? Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Paul Dano. Yes. Yeah, as soon as he started using his boner as a compass, I was out. I was like, oh, okay. I, this is a little weird. Just I, I like weird Wait, stuff. But you don't do that? I mean, it no. Hel- it has helped me get out of the woods so many times. Really? You're oh. supposed to stay put. So no. People, so it's easier oh, for people to Oh, my boner knows you. which way to go. <laughs> oh, gee. <okay>. Great. <laughs> so glad I know that. Goodbye, half of our listeners. <laughs> no. no. Welcome that... welcome new half of listeners. No. <laughs> <laughs> welcome more listeners. Uh, the, the, the half left, that left are actually just going out into the woods to try it. Yeah, they probably are. Yeah. Oh, crap. They're all going to get lost. No. no. <laughs> all right. Shall well, we get into we it? We shall. So What's good. track number one, Kirk? It is the only one.
Oh, yeah. What a great opener. Yep. So good. The first of many mentions on the album of his pastoral lineage and his struggles with faith uh, is prevalent throughout this album and, honestly, their whole discography. Basically, yes. Uh, As of their latest album, A Million Masks, The Million Masks of God, uh, it sounds like he's pretty okay. Okay with God right now. Yeah. So, but there's lots of ups and downs, like yeah. I said, in that entire discography. So. And I feel like early on, too, we'll, we'll mention it, is that he did have, I think, a little uh, substance abuse issue. Yes. Which yeah, yeah. wasn't helping him in his struggle with and, his and, faith. And it seems like a pretty big chip on his shoulder as far as his dad. Yes. And I know oh, a lot yes. of I know a lot of PKs, a lot of pastors' kids who are yes. like Hey, my dad was really strict, and uh, it's like when the Amish go on Rumspringa. Oh yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, and like, they go like the other direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they like rebel. Yeah, I knew uh, a a very very devout family uh, that uh, lived in the town I went to high school in. They were very nice. We used to go over to their house for dinner, and but they were. I don't know if they were actually Mennonites. We had a lot of Mennonites in Wisconsin. Uh, but they were just very, very strict, um, and they had a bunch of kids. And one of them that was my age, a daughter, she really went off. Like, she got it big into drugs. She was in trouble all the time. Like, she really rebelled and, yeah. you know, went the opposite direction. You know, it, it just goes to show that if you are too strict or oppressive, it's like saying don't touch that big red button. Yeah. You're oh, gonna absolutely. you're gonna touch the big red button. You're gonna have like 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 with that family. Most of the kids were like, "Oh, I can't touch that button." But you're gonna yeah. have one kid that's gonna be like, I "Oh, what will happen? Want, I want to fucking touch that button." Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Not just I want to, but they spent their whole life up till yes. touching the button, wondering what would happen. <laughs> and they want to find out. Yes. And they're gonna. Yep. Absolutely. Like you got to give them a choice. Man. I think actually think I like my family was never like super devout, but I think that's part of like why I kind of became very rebellious is I have great, great parents. I love my parents to death, but my mother especially was very, very strict. Yeah. You know, I mean, even into my late teens, mm-hmm. my curfew was 9, 9 p.m. Wow. So then that was non-negotiable. If I was not home at 9 p.m., she was out in her car looking for me. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean... So I think that pushed me a little bit of like, yeah. I, I want to do what I want to do. Right. So anyway, anyway, enough anyway. of my, my life story. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right. Let's move to track number two. It's yes. called Shake. Yeah, Shake It Out, Kirk. I am shaking it out. Shake it out.
So I have never seen the music video for this song, and I feel like I should because it's based on the film Over the Top, starring Sylvester Stallone. I saw have that you mentioned. Have you ever seen Over the Top? Yes. Oh God, yes. <laughs> it's one of those cheesy goodness. One of those random movies that I was raised on, up there with oh, like sure. Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I've seen the music, which I talk about music videos so often. I feel like that's a little shocking, but. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, man, turn it up real quick. See, that's one of my... I mean, I love basically their whole catalog mm-hmm. but that's one thing going back to these early albums is just the the driving nature mm-hmm. of their songs yeah and it, and it really reminds me of the live shows i went to see yeah and just how fun and energetic they were and this song goes hard live oh, oh yes i this oh, is yeah man this is one that's probably you know was always very you know Late in their show, yeah, where you're, you're, the yeah. crowds get you know. This one was pretty early in the set when I saw them last. Was it? And okay. there were these two guys, uh, probably late forties, early fifties, who were there, and they had just seen them earlier that day at. Crap, I don't remember what the radio station is, but oh. Manchester did a set, and if okay, you go sure. see them at the radio station then they'll give you tickets to the show that night and they were like yeah sure we'll go check it out and uh right before they played this song they played i want to say it was something off of cope which is their heavy which is their heaviest album sure sure and they're like they leaned over to us and they were like are they always this like loud and hard and i was like no they tend to quiet down and then they started playing shake it out and everyone is going (laughs) fucking crazy and i was like i guess i lied (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) That's awesome. So I saw him at two different Lollapaloozas. Wow. Uh, that was back when I went to Lollapalooza every single year. And the first year I saw them there was probably... Oh, boy. Man. Right around this time. I would actually say it might have been pre-2009. Because the reason I remember it so well is it was one of those moments of... We showed up to see Manchester, and there and it was early in the day yeah. at a small stage. They're probably playing at like eleven o'clock in the morning. Exactly. Or yep. Yeah. And there were like, I don't know, a little crowd. A little crowd did form eventually, but it was pretty scant. Yeah. And I mean, I know for the band, maybe that's not the best, but for <laughs> me, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> you know. So yeah. All right. Go to track number three. Something I've been saying a lot lately. I've got friends. Tell you another 
something bigger than me. Kirk loves that yeah. soft loud. I was just good. I was like thinking, I was like, gonna say, this is one of those bands that does that so they well. Do very well. Yes. Uh, uh, Andy Hull said he chose the song as a single because it was the quirkiest. Yeah, I saw that. And Westword.com described the song as yeah. a cryptic message about the obligations of friendship, or perhaps it's a meditation on the meaningless of friendship. Paul reminds us that regardless of how many friends we collect, we are still essentially alone. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) This is great because you were like, I've been saying this a lot lately. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, you could think that way sometimes. You can. You know, alone in a crowd sometimes. Yeah. For sure. So this this album uh, got a lot of favorable reviews. Metacritic based on 14 professional reviews and 8.2 out of 10 based on nine user votes. Uh, Jason Tate, founder of AbsolutePunk.net, highly recommended the album. He opened his review with the line, quick note to the rest of the albums coming out this year. The bar Bar has has just been set. set. (laughs) Um, There were some people who didn't like it or just gave it kind of like so-so yeah, reviews yeah. but we don't want to listen to them no all right all right i i like the first line of pitchforks um review but there's no pleasing pitchforks so oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> eric harvey said for a kid barely able to legally drink hull's got the exhaustion of middle age it's true yeah it's true yeah <laughs> so, like, yeah and that's one thing i always thought is he is a pretty great lyricist Mm -hmm. i love his uh i love his style yes i really do i do too um it's just like metaphoric enough yes but still like heavily based on his life oh absolutely Uh, he draws from his life and it's a really hard thing to balance the two i think sure you can either go too heavy in one or either direction you know so I think that's something when I've tried to write songs is I go way too like literal of my own life. Yeah. Where it's like mm, you don't have to just spell it out. You can allude to things, right. you know, and I have a tough time with that. So, so do I. So do I. Um let's go to one of my favorites. Yes. Track number 4 is called Pride. Oh, this is going to be a hard one to do just cuz it's it's such there's a long build up. Yes, there is. We might have to turn it back up again.
Just, yeah, we'll have to come. I know. We'll have I to know. come back because, like, we're already at almost two minutes. <laughs> nothing has happened yet. <laughs> uh, it's one of the best buildups in rock oh music my God. to me. It just builds and it's builds. It's got some of the most nonsense lyrics, but I love it. Some yeah, all I could say is said uh, uh, that it was a take on addic- addiction. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Um, and more specifically about a relation, addiction to a relationship, not necessarily a. Substance. I saw substance, but I suppose both? it could be yeah. both. Yeah, but just where your pride in being able to, you know, try not being able to admit you have a problem, right? Because yeah, of yeah, your pride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so this is this in turn comes around to the sense of pride and really felt when an addiction is finally eradicated. And I could totally see a relationship being an addiction. So. Oh yeah. There. I mean, there's a reason they have like. Uh, what is it? Uh, God, what's it called? Like Sex and Love Anonymous? Like they have an oh, actual like sure, twelve sure. step program yes. for people yeah. who oh, are absolutely in like addicted to being yeah. in relationships. Yeah. I almost feel like mm. that, like a therapist could call me that. Mm. That it's like I don't know how to be alone. I don't, you know. Yeah. Ooh, let's turn it up. Help.
we're having no, too just, much fun air banding over here. Say, I just think of like this hearing this live. Oh. And just the way it builds and builds and builds. This is the song they opened with the first time I saw them. That kind of sounds right. I oh, might have, yeah. It was so like, good. Just gets the crowd going. As soon, like, I have a video of it. I took oh, a video. Sure. I used to have a flip camera. Do you remember those? Oh, yes. Uh, so they started playing the song, and it, like, opening notes as soon as the first line. Oh, yeah. You just hear someone in the crowd just go, yeah! Like, they were so <laughs> pumped. <laughs> Wait, maybe uh, that was me in the back. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. <laughs> yeah. It was incredible. Nice. That's awesome. The first time I saw them, I was in a room of 150 people. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it was great. Yep. <sighs> I saw them at, I think it was a venue called State Theater in Minneapolis. Nice. Which is pretty small. It's like one of those, pretty sure that's what the, I think it was the State Theater. It's like a small venue where, where it's like, You've got the kind of dance floor in front of the stage, uh-huh. and then around it are like tables and couches. Cool. And yeah, so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man, this is an episode where video podcasts would come in handy because we are <laughs> being huge oh, dorks. Oh my god, it's just so good. Ah, oh. yep. yep, it's so good. So good. So good. All right. All right, let's move on once again. Uh, this song is called "In My Teeth." This could have been a Nirvana song. Oh, my God. I was literally just thinking that. Yeah. Uh, some dumbass on Genius said that in, uh, about two years ago, and that dumbass was me. I was like, I wonder if anyone else thinks this, and I scrolled down to the bottom, and it's my comment. I had never, I left it two years ago. <laughs> I had never thought that before until right now. Oh, really? In my headphones, and I was like, God, this has, like, Nirvana vibes. Yeah. But I was like... Oh, maybe that's just me. I won't even say it. No, I've thought this. Holy I've thought that for shit, years. That's funny. Years. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's, totally a Nirvana uh, vibe. I just love the lyrics. Very bizarre yeah. lyrics. John spoke a theory straight into my brain. God damn, did you mean to do that to me? Well, Jesus, <laughs> don't come round unless we pray each day for yep. five hundred days. days. Yep. And I don't know what you want anymore. No, I don't know what you want anymore. Again, his. Uh, his uh, battle with his own faith. Yeah. 
with Christianity. Yeah. Yep. Like you said, it comes that comes through quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. really does. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always thought that just like heavy Nirvana vibes. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it's great that you just thought that, that too. No, that blows my mind. I wasn't even gonna say it because I was just like, nah. "Do we just become best friends?" <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> I can't believe I didn't ask. Did you like guacamole? <laughs> oh God, I love that movie. Me too. So good. Well, let's uh, let's do this next song. Talk about it a little bit, and then take a break. Yeah. I'm just gonna play the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, this one's it's yeah. only a minute forty eight, yes. I think. So forty two it says here, so yeah. This is one hundred dollars. Submarinist magazine stacked up on top of a picture of me that I tried to call. No one answered It's not even that I'm all angry Just wanna know why you would do this thing you said There's an understanding And I offered you a small dog in the kitchen just wanted you to feel at home and that's why I'm fine I am fine I am fine I am fine I just need one hundred dollars I am fine I am fine I am fine I am fine I just need one hundred dollars from you Really, Andy? That sounds like you need five hundred dollars because you need it from you, 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 and you. But a little, little greedy, yeah. uh, little emo, Andy. It is taking all my power to like not just sing along at the oh, top, top of my lungs. Yep. is what I usually be doing, especially the the quiet parts because you could probably oh. hear us mouthing along. I was them. gonna say, yeah. you're just hearing like. Yeah. <laughs> Also, Kirk has clearly not greased down the chairs no, I yet. I, just, <laughs> I heard the squeak. I was, and I was say, like, <laughs> during a quiet part, I heard. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. So there's a female backup vocalist yes, on that one, yes. and I don't know if it's Erica Froman or if it's Mary Alice Hull, who I'm assuming is Andy's wife or sister. I don't know. I was going to look, and then I forgot. Same. So. We got our shit together. Yeah, we did. Um, it's either one of those. Wikipedia didn't say in the additional musicians portion which song they sang on. So, yeah, I probably could have found it somewhere else. But so apparently, this was about he blew up in front of his wife because he lost a hundred dollar bill that he had been given. I think that'd make it even better if it was her singing on the song. (laughs) Oh yeah, she's like, yeah, remember that time? Remember that? (laughs) That's funny. Yep. 
that's a short song, but it's a good one. It's a good one. And, I like that uh, one. Yeah. I don't have a lot to say about it, so yeah. I say we just take a break. It's break time. See you in a bit. I like those new. I like the new. Uh, oh, you uh, heard the new, yeah the new, new ad. Yeah, thanks, for, uh, Nighthawks. Nighthawks, that's pretty good. You guys have probably gotten tired of hearing the old ones. Oh. I still like them, but uh, they so <laughs> okay. So that one especially is a parody of the one we sent them yeah, yeah, because yeah. Trevor reached out and was like, "Hey." Your ad is great. Your promo is oh. great, but it says that it's it's a year old, and it says yeah. it's you have a new podcast, so we need a new one from you. And we decided to record it after a session here, and we were pretty buzzed. So <laughs> I don't know, think yeah. we even broke down what the concept of the podcast is, <laughs> and they very playfully made fun of us, and I, I love it. it so I much. It. I was laughing when I heard so it. So if yeah. you're confused why Trevor's like, we're no spring chickens, it's because I said that under the influence of delicious beer. So. <laughs> we're no spring chickens. We're no spring chickens. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, man. I think uh, uh, as you, soon as you hit pause on this, I'm going to listen to it one you, more time just because it made me smile so you much. You guys are cool, yeah. Yep. All <laughs> so. right. So go check them out. Nighthawks yep. Nighthawk podcast. podcast on any good yes. podcatcher. Also, nighthawkspodcast.com. There you go. We'll see ya. Howdy, podcast listeners. I'm Trevor T. Trujillo. And I'm Matt Foster. And together, we co-host the Nighthawks Podcast, a movie-centric podcast that covers just about everything. Big films. Citizen Kane, Casablanca, The Avengers, Star Wars. The films that aren't as big on budget, but we still love. Found Footage 3D, The Big Lebowski. Not to mention films from distant shores. Lone Wolf and Cub, Dearest Sister. Plus, we have some great guests like Alamo Drafthouse founder Tim Lee. Episode 7. Dr. Strange writer C. Robert Cargill. Episode 100. Director Stephen DiGennaro. Episode 53. Episode 100. Or you can listen to any of the over 120 other episodes we have on deck for you. Instant classics. Find us on all good podcatchers. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Audible, Spotify. Or at our website. Nighthawkspodcast.com. Join our cult. Probably not a real cult. It's a real cult. <laughs> I wish I'd thought that. I wish you had gotten that. Dang it. I was a second away from oh, catching that. Oh, man. All right. So close, especially with no context, because now we'd have to like <laughs> yeah. sell. Yeah, that's all right. You don't need to know. Alan said something funny, and I didn't catch it. Nope. And you guys don't get to know what it is. So there. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Send us a dollar, and we'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> Join our exclusive Patreon, and you'll yeah. <laughs> where we tell you the funny oh, things man. that Alan says off air. Tony Thaxton never got back to me about how he still makes money by playing copyrighted oh, material. Oh, oh, oh. Wink, wink. Balls in your court, Tony Thaxton. Hey, do you think Tony listens? Probably not. No. Oh, well. All right. Well, that's what Kirk uh, likes to do. <laughs> Wait, it is? He can... He, I can feel a hot one. This is That's a stretch, but... All right. Shut up. <laughs> I can feel a hot one taking me down for a moment. I could feel the force veiny to the point of tears. And you were holding on to make a point. What's the point? I'm but a clean man, stable and a lone man Make it so I won't have to try The faces always stay the same So I face the fact that I'm just fine I said that I'm just fine
is uh, one of those songs on Genius that is very well broken down by Andy Hall himself. Oh, sure. Um, it's uh, it's a ride, for sure. It's a verse-by-verse breakdown. Um, starts out with a panic attack. Yes. So that's the hot one that's taking him down. Um, he, want, he just wants reassurance that he's sounding okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then he has a, a lot of his songs are dreams that he's had. Yes. So there's a dream at the end where yes. he's in this accident Very powerful. with his wife, and it's just incredibly emotional. And the Lord showed me dreams of my daughter. She was crying inside your stomach. And so that last line, you know, it's like, as she's dying, he says, and I felt love again because yes. even though his wife is dying, he still gets a daughter. Yes, and it's exactly. just, oh, oh yeah. man. So good. Even, even not, I'm not a religious man, but yeah, like, this band hits hard yeah. for me, big time. Yep. I uh, this is the one I've loved to do on guitar, sing along to. It's hard to play on an acoustic guitar because those parts ring out so hard. Yes. And I don't have an electric guitar, but it, I like playing it just in a room by myself because oh, I can yeah. like sing yeah. and just oh, be emotional. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. And just belt it out. Man, last Saturday I played guitar for like. Four hours. Nice. It was great. I haven't played in a long stretch like that in a while, which is, I, like I guess, one of the bonuses of just having the day off without Chelsea is oh, I, yeah. I can play for that long and not have to worry about if she's getting tired of hearing me or, or oh, if sure. I, d- like, it wasn't like a straight four hours. I was able to just set it down and come back oh, yeah, to absolutely. it. And it was great. I I haven't had a good time playing music say, like that in I a while. I love nights like that where I get in the groove of playing there's yeah. some nights i'll start playing and i'm just like i'm not feeling it but some nights pick it up and yeah just go and go and go uh-huh. oh yeah feels good all right yeah let's go on to track number eight whoops turn it up too soon uh, premature right. premature there <laughs> number eight's called my friend marcus
more struggles with is Faith. Yeah, this is uh, probably my favorite song on the album. Yeah? Yeah. Love it. Mm. Love it. Um, that is good. That is good. Uh, I always thought it was about an imaginary friend, but uh, the lyrics kind of point towards it being about a real friend of yeah. Andy's who was like molested, molested by his dad. Yeah. Yep. But I always interpreted it as like an imaginary friend. I don't know why. But yeah, so his friend was, I guess, molested and then would hide out at his house. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wonder. Yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite song anymore. That's sad. It is sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Manchester. A lot of their stuff it's is true. sad. It's true. <laughs> they're not really an upbeat band. No, <laughs> they're not. They sound upbeat a lot of the time, yeah. but uh, yeah. But case in point. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah, they're a hard song, a uh, hard band to sing along to because Andy's voice is so high a lot he, of the time. He, he gets up there. That's for sure. Yeah. Bastard. <laughs> yeah, don't quite have that range. No, me either. Well, huh? let's go to track number nine, Kirk. Right. Another guy name. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> Tony the Tiger. This song is great. Great. It's about a difficult car ride. Yeah, I wonder what made it so difficult. Uh, I guess the conversations is how I would maybe. I guess so. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I love every song on this album, but if I yep. had to pick yep. a meh filler one, this is sure. probably right. be it. It's good though. But you're right. This is there's there's no song on this where I'm yeah, like, there's oh, st- skip this. I don't know. It's just unique imagery in Andy's writing to me. Uh, Like I said before, it's very personal. It seems like he's got a lot of inside jokes. Not jokes. Jokes is the wrong word. Inside references that only he and a select few understand, but he puts it in his songs anyway. And we have no idea, but yeah, exactly. Yep. I agree. All right. How about the uh, titular track? Almost. Almost, I guess. It's missing a word. It is. But uh, (laughs) close enough. Everything to nothing.
So, he says it in the song. He found a note in his grandfather's coat. When he read it out loud, he got cold. Yep. It's also very much about a conflict in faith. Yes. Again. Big, big, big surprise. Big shock. Right. Uh, he's afraid to not believe. Yes. Um, and like I said before, the songs on the newest album point towards a current acceptance of his faith, but uh, there are ups and downs with that. I I, I, also I, get, I know firsthand. <laughs> when you go through their catalog, I get the feeling that he, he really... I mean, he is young here. Very, very young. Oh, yeah. And I mean, he was only a senior in like 2004, so he's only, a couple, he's only yeah. a couple years older than I am. Yeah. So... You look at the later stuff, you really see him grow up. Yeah, I mean, he's, like I said, he, he's in his 30s like yeah, I am. He's yeah. got a kid or two. Yes. I think he's got a couple of children yeah. at this point, and he's been married for a while. And like and the so. later albums, he starts singing more about his kid. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it, it's a... Uh, he's, he's maturing. Yes. I believe. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's the end of the song. No, it's not. No, it's not. I guess that was... I just wanted to say titular, but... You only wanted to say that word because it has the word tit in it. (laughs) Oh, dear Lord. I guess that was kind of the penultimate, but if you include the quote-unquote hidden song... Yeah. But, uh... Just like Astoria, the Columbia, we've got the river. This has a part. It's a six-minute song. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, towards the end, that oh, where he just belts it out. Uh huh. Love it. Yep. It's a beautiful, honest song. Absolutely. It's one I relate to immensely. Yeah. Yep. I know we've we've touched on this quite a bit. I can totally see why you would relate to Andy. Yeah. A lot. There we go. I guess he gets into it a little earlier. 
So good. This one was the like pinnacle of the first time I saw them was when they did this song. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I. It's like, the first song of theirs I really truly fell in love with. Okay. Because I'd mentioned it, I was gonna go see them to my friend Tawny, and she was like, "Oh, you gotta check out this song." So. Uh, the song that got me into them was uh, "Wolves at Night." Yeah. Ooh, that's a good Cause, one too. Uh, like I mentioned this ad nauseum in the last episode. Uh, or no, sorry. Oh, yeah, no. Last episode. Uh, I saw the music video for it. Yeah. And was like, ooh, who's this band? I like this. So, yeah. All right. Well, well, we'll do the uh, hidden track. Which is a separate track on Spotify. It is separate on which Spotify. Which bugs me. Which takes the fun out of it. I know. Yep. <laughs> this is Jimmy. He whispers. God knows you're on my mind I can't try to tell him otherwise God knows it's only time For break the chain in my eyes Fear keeps you hiding at night and the creatures play ball outside Chances are slim, we are right But I'd never think it any otherwise So we'll find the answers in time When the bodies pile up sky high I'll sail the ship towards the sky But I'll end all alone on the other side And if you could pull that rope just a little This song reminds me more of his work uh, as Right Away Great Captain Yeah, no, I was just about to say that Yeah Yeah Because that's, if, if you haven't heard That project was a little more just him and a guitar yeah, yeah, and it's a, it tells a story. All three albums tell a story. Yes. It's about the 1600 oh. sailor who uh, the first album is just these journal entries to God, yeah. who is the captain. And then he comes home and he sees his wife sleeping with his brother and he kills them both. <laughs> and then the third album is him just like writing all of the, or, you know, these songs are all from his jail cell. And it's a really good story yeah but uh you gotta be really bummed out to listen to it don't if you are happy when you're listening to right away great captain that's gonna change (laughs) real quick yes one of those well here we are here we are love it got some final thoughts besides you love it (laughs) this is one of those albums i've been listening to since the day it probably dropped yeah uh yeah. Yep. For sure. It's a in in my own personal catalog a classic. Oh, absolutely. It's one I revisit very often. Yes. I never get tired of it, and yep. it's one of my flawless albums. Hundred percent. Totally agree. 
Yep. Yeah. Um, take a few seconds to decide what you want your playlist pick to be, and then on the count of three, we'll both say it out loud and see if we well, come up with the same one. Kind of sad. Uh, it might be different, but, Kirk. Okay. Give me a second. I don't want it to be the obvious choice. Uh, All right. I think I got three, it. Three, okay. two, one. The pride. only one. <laughs> no. <laughs> What do you want to do? We'll do pride. That's fine. Cool. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. That's it, guys. That's it. We ain't no spring chickens. <laughs> we gotta, I want to remake our ad now. I don't know. <laughs> that was fun. That was great. Uh, you guys are great. Thank you. Thank you for 79 wonderful episodes. Here's to many, 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 many more. Next week, listener pick. Yep, should be listener fun. pick. It should be fun. They're always fun. Yeah. Some more than others, but... Yeah. Drop us a line. Yeah, let us know what you like. Neverheardpod at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash neverheardpod. Instagram is also neverheardpod. We don't have Twitter. We don't have a no. website yet. We no don't have Twitter. a Patreon. Whoops. Kirk, oh. when are we getting shirts? <laughs> well, the COVID thing kind of put a damn. I didn't want to. Oh, Stop it. I didn't want to expose my friends whose garage I have. Ugh, equipment you're, in. You're so nice. Well, they have a baby, too. I mean, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, uh, yes, my project for this weekend is get that all set up and ready to go. So thought it was already set up. Uh, it's there. It's just not really, like, set up. That was going to be my New excuses. Year's. Stop it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was after New Year's I was supposed to do that, and then... And then you got the got Rona. Got the Rona. All right, well... So... Soon. So look for some shirts. January 2023. Yes. Oh. Fucker. Damn it. See you next time. Ah, see ya.